I don't know if you've had this experience, uh, but I sure have. The world can just really get you down. There is so much in life that can discourage us, that can weary us, that can wear us down and make us worry. And it's exhausting. You know, one of the worst effects of original sin, of the presence of sin in the world, one that maybe damages us more than any other, it's not just our sin, the fact that we sin, or that other people sin, or that that sin has widespread effects in our relationships with each other or in society. It's that we get used to it. It's that sin and the darkness of the world and all of the issues, all of the problems, start to seem like they're normal. Like this is supposed to be what's going on. The 20th century philosopher Hannah Arendt called this the banality of evil. That evil just starts to seem like everything else. I don't know. You go to the grocery store, and there's sin. It's just how it is. There's someone really special in my life. Her name is Ellie. She's six years old, and she's the sister of one of my classmates from seminary. And there is something about Ellie that just breaks me down in the best way. No matter how frustrated I am, or bitter I am about the world, or sinful I am, Ellie shows up with her huge smile, and her little eyes, and her curly blonde hair, and it's like my heart just breaks open. All of the shell, all of the stuff that accrues, all of the ways we can be desensitized to the world, to our own sins, other people's suffering, all the ways that that, all the ways that that kind of echoes. It's like it all disappears. And she has this total joy and innocence about her, uh, even when she makes fun of me, which she likes. And there's something really special about Ellie, which is that Ellie has Down syndrome. And Ellie, because of her condition, because of the way she is, just has a natural purity about her that, in a certain way, I can't have because I don't have Down syndrome. She's attuned to certain things that I'm not attuned to, uh, and through conversion, I can start to be attuned to those things, but I won't be like that from the beginning, the way that she is. This is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception for us. The point is not for us to be like men. We can't just be like men, because we weren't preserved from the first moment that we were alive from all evil desires, from an inclination toward evil, from wanting what's wrong. We have all of those things in space. But Mary is there to kind of break our hearts open. She's the one who kind of shows up in the middle of all of this darkness to break it wide open and to show underneath all of these layers in life that we think are reality. There is something bright that is much, much more real. That that is the thing we are made for. That that is the thing that gives us hope. 
We need Mary so badly. We need somebody to come and be among us to show us that this isn't all there is, that there is in fact something much deeper, much more beautiful, and more important, and that is God's salvation, that he has redeemed the world, that he has taken us, lifted us up, carried us on his shoulders, and is bringing us home towards the Father, and that there is nothing that is going to stop him.